Safety. The state of being safe. Freedom from the occurrence or risk of injury, danger, or loss. The action of keeping safe. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Another Way. I'm your host, KJ Bell, and I'm podcasting from my couch today because I'm feeling particularly particularly lazy. That's a tricky thing to say. There's a lot of L's. Particularly lazy. Uh, I am. I'm like, I'm super lazy today. And it's the, my compromise was, okay, you can, if you record the podcast, try it on the couch and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Normally I'm sitting at a desk with notes in front of me and the computer in front of me and the microphone still not on a stand because I still can't find the uh, the holder thing for it yet since the move. I'm working on it. And today the notes are the notes are still here the computer's still here I'm just on the couch. So I'm feeling very safe on my couch. <laughs> so today is uh, we're talking about safety. We need a lot of support as creative people. That's uh that's undeniable. We need a foundation that we can feel safe on. And you can get, a, I think you can get quite a long way with, with self-support, depending on the kind of person you are, you know, self-motivation and, and, um, yeah, self-support. Creating your safety yourself can get you a long way. But at, at some point we do need a support system to help, I think, some of some sort. And that looks different for different people. We have to identify, and in order to build that sort of support system, we have to sort of identify the people that are safe in our lives. We have to identify those people that we that we feel safe um, sharing our creative lives and our creative ventures with, and that can be a tricky thing to to do. We talked a little bit about this on other episodes about how sometimes you don't know if a person is safe or not until it's too late. It can be very trial and error. And sometimes the people that you would think are the safest turn out not to be. You know, your parents, your best friends, th- those sort of people, they can actually not be safe from a, the standpoint of your creative life. And there are various various reasons for that. Um, and when I say that we need to find people who we feel safe sharing this stuff with, I'm not talking about people who just compliment us all the time. You know, we don't want, yes, men are just as dangerous, if not more so in in a lot of ways than naysayers are. You know, you don't want people who are going to sort of give you a false sense of your abilities. If somebody tells you, oh, it's so great, it's so fantastic all the time, then, you know, what, why? What's the point? You know, and... Um, I'm not saying you people you want people who drag you down all the time. You want people who are going to be honest with you. Constructive criticism is is a good thing to have, but it, you know it needs to come from a place of trust. You know there are people who, um, in my life, and I think in in all of our lives, who if take think of five people in your life, if those five people give you the exact same comment about something. You're going to take it differently based on who it's coming from. 
And that's just that's just a fact of life and relationships. So we want um, we want to be able to have all of those people, but we have to kind of hmm. we have to kind of think of where they're coming from. And I'm just realizing how how much this all is subjective, and there's a lot of the the subjective objective truth thing in this coming up with your own safety net sort of thing. And, uh, huh. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Just going off book and just rambling and just having realizations. Because uh, the, the word safety net is an interesting thing. Because if you think about somebody with a high wire, like in the circus, the trapeze, just because the safety net is there doesn't mean that they're not going to get hurt necessarily. I don't know if this metaphor is good. Some sometimes these things that come up in the moment need a little bit of work. I find that with lessons all with uh, my music lessons all the time. I'll come up with something that I think is really good in the moment and it doesn't work the first couple of times I explain it and I have to work through it a few times and I think this is one of those things. So forget I just said that. <laughs> If I were truly professional, I would edit this entire section of the podcast, but I'm not going to. <laughs> we're keeping it real here at another way. <laughs> um, we, have, we need to find those people that we trust, but that aren't going to just say yes all the time and give us honest feedback. And as I said, we may not know who in our lives is safe until we're proven wrong. And I've, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again just because it illustrates the point quite well. There's a person in my life who is, um, I'm very close to, and I thought was safe. And I mentioned a, a story I was writing and they responded with, when was the last time you saw a doctor? You know, as a joke, I get it. I know what they were doing. Objectively, I understand I can reason that out. I'm an adult. I get it. It was it was it was fun. It was it was it was a joke. Subjectively, I'm like, okay, no, I can't tell you anything anymore. Cuz I I actually stopped writing that thing that I told them about. And I didn't even consciously do that. It was it was totally an unconscious thing. I I didn't realize until a few days, weeks, months. It wasn't months, it was like weeks later that I had stopped writing it just after I'd had that conversation. And you know, as I said, it's too late for that story. You know, yes, I, I can pick it back up again, but that, there will always be sort of the ghost of that comment in my head. And um, I just, I know now that I have to be careful with that person. And it's not to say that that's never going, that I'm never going to share anything with that person ever again. Because, you know, there could be a conversation in the future of, this is what happened and this is how I felt about it. And uh, it, relationships can change is the deal. So don't completely write somebody off necessarily. You know, I have a similar parallel with, with, um, with my brother. It's, it's not the safety thing, but it's, it's, you have to check in with relationships because we're at a point now, him and I, where um, there's a lot of things that I could tell him that would be very helpful for him. But I know that he can't hear them because they're they're coming from me, and there there 
have been bombs thrown on both sides. You know, neither of us have been safe for the other at, at various points. But I reached this point where I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I'm go- I'm going to stop trying. I'm going to stop butting in because it's it's not good for either of us at the moment. I'll just check in every once in a while. And the, fir- the first time after I made the decision, I tried to check in, I got snapped at and I was like, okay, we're not there yet. Um, I've made a couple of efforts since and they have not been as bad. So, you know, maybe we're moving in a positive direction. So relationships can evolve. You can have somebody in your life who you didn't feel safe with and that can change based on, you know, whether they change or whether you change. You know, maybe some of it is you accepting that uh, that's just how it is. You know, there's a big component of that, too. You can't control the other person. You can control how you react to the other person. And I know that's an infuriating thing to hear because I hate when people say things like that because as true as it is, it's so like, I know, but I just don't want to. It's a tricky, tricky thing. But anyway, we got off topic. <laughs> um, let's talk about parents. And, you know, there's an entire episode on parent. But that w- that episode was kind of more focused on parenting in the sense of parenting yourself. What we're talking about here is sort of parents being safe. And um, so, uh, some of this stuff I, I've stolen from The Artist's Way, because there's an entire chapter on safety and uh that's where a lot of this comes from so you know parents seldom tell people to just go with things and see what happens you know, you hear all the time of my parents aren't supportive they want me, they wanted me to be a doctor they wanted me to be a lawyer they wanted me to be an xxx um fill in the blank and a lot of the time this is where we run into a subjective objective truth uh issue where you feel like your parents just aren't supportive, but they're coming at it from a place of um, there. There's a certain concern for well-being, and they want you to be secure and happy and well taken care of, and blah blah blah. And while the actions themselves might not be the best, they're often well-intentioned. It just doesn't come out that way, and I think that happens quite a bit. And, you know, um, if especially for jobs in the sort of artistic field, it can be very scary because there are all of those stereotypes about um, not, you know, artists are just poor and starving and there's no chance of success and blah, blah, blah. And so you kind of you kind of have to take that into account when you deal with your parents in this sense. If you have parents like this, you might have parents who are incredibly supportive and that's fantastic if you do. And you know there's there's a very real truth of the of the thing is that jobs in the arts and creative fields tend to actually be or feel out of reach so socially 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 economically for some families and it's sort of an area where you know you what you need to do and what you want to do get mixed up and 
that's I think that is a bigger conversation than just this episode. But that can that perception or that reality can really cause a lot of tension and lack of feeling of security between a parent and a child. And overcoming that is just, it's just a matter of, you know what, I'm just now realizing, I don't know how you overcome it. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's, it's just, it's such an individual thing. And it's, again, knowing yourself, knowing who around you is supportive. And uh, sometimes coming drifting away from the parents now when we're stuck in some sort of way whether it's you know we're blocked creatively or we're in a job that we don't like because we're afraid of what will happen if we do what we actually want to do or various situations like that if we're in that situation we don't want to make a change but we know we need to make a change it's because we feel safer that way we feel safer in the thing that we might not be happy with. And that sounds really bizarre when you say it out loud because it is really bizarre. <laughs> but it, it it's it's a real thing, you know. It's a better the devil you know situation where if at least you know what's happening in the job that you're not happy with, in the place where you're stuck. At least you know what's going on. Whereas if you quit that job and actually tried to pursue something that you really liked, there's there's no telling what that looks like. There's It's the unknown. And we really don't like the unknown. It's easier to stay somewhere a lot of the times. It's easier to stay somewhere where you're blocked or not happy a lot of the time than it is to put in the effort and deal with the change and the unknown factor of making the change happen and uh, a lot of that fear is sometimes reinforced by what um, Julia Cameron in the artist way calls core negative beliefs and those are just I, I always call them the, the tapes that the inner critic plays it's it's those you know you're not good enough who do you think you are remember that thing that your 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 third grade teacher said that you were never going to be a good artist like remember that it's those sort of things that just are constantly repeated in your head that stop you from doing whatever you want to do and those things sort of drive that fear and that that fear of change and that staying stuck because um and once again, there's an entire episode on fear. But here's the thing about it, and I don't, I don't remember because it's been so long since I recorded that episode. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if I talked about this aspect of it. But a lot of times, fear is just a well-meaning parent. The fear is trying to protect you. It's, it's sort of a, um, I mean, it's, it's. I don't remember where I stole this phrase, but I love it. It's prudent and evolutionary to react that way to fear, to not go towards things that we have that fear situation with. Because, you know, thousands of years ago, we had that fear reaction to a saber-toothed tiger, and that's how we lived. 
Whereas now we're having that same reaction, except it's not a saber tooth tiger. It's a fear of going out and starting your own business or actually writing your novel or, uh, you know, insert whatever thing you want to do that you're afraid to make the change for. So the fear is just a barometer. It's telling you, um, it's trying to protect you. Because if you're afraid of it and you don't go toward it, there won't be that change and there won't you won't get hurt. Again, at least better the devil you know. Sort of a thing. That's what that fear is trying to do. And so those those fears and those those critic tapes and those core negative beliefs, they all we sort of absorb these because we hear them so often, whether it's from an external source or an internal source. And um oftentimes it it started externally with you know my third grade teacher said I was bad at drawing and then it becomes an internal tape of you're really bad at drawing you're really bad at drawing remember you're bad at drawing you can't draw and it's it's that sort of thing we internalize it and we hear them so often that it just kind of becomes absorbed into our psyche and those are the things that the fear uses to keep us in the place in that stuck place because it's trying to make us feel safe. We feel safer staying stuck than we do trying to make the change. So what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? How do we how do we deal with all of this crap? We have to sort of determine what makes us feel safe. And again, we have a balancing act here because there are those things that make us feel safe that support us. There is the, you know, the support system of honest, feedbacky type friends. Because that's, that's an official term that I just coined. Official feedbacky friends. <laughs> my phone and my computer hate me because I, I use so many words that I make up. And by make up, I mean I just put a suffix or a prefix on the end of a word. Like, I will, I will put esque on the end of everything, or ish, or ness. It's, it's a bad, it's a bad habit. Anyway, <laughs> um, we have to identify those things that make us feel safe and that are positive things, and we have to identify those things that make us feel safe that maybe aren't helping us. Like my need to stay on the couch today. <laughs> my desire to stay on the couch today. Staying on the couch makes me feel safe, but I'm not getting a whole lot done. <laughs> and that's, you know, that makes me sound like I'm super depressed and I'm not at the moment. <laughs> I'm just lazy. That's the thing today. Um, so we have to determine those things that make us feel safe and we have to then examine if those things are supporting us or holding us back. And the best way to do this is through those morning pages and that writing practice. Like that's really the best way to do it. You know, there are there are concepts that you can think about, but there's something about writing through them that makes it a lot easier. I've been dealing, there's been a couple of things that I've been thinking about lately um, in relation to the podcast and things that I've been wanting to sort of explore. And I've been thinking about them a lot, but I don't get anywhere. So I know that I need to sit down with the notebook and write about them and just start with like some sort of this is the thing I'm thinking about. Maybe it's a this. And as I write, I know that they, that more ideas will come. Whereas if I'm just thinking about it, it's it's still it's sort of amorphous. And so this is one of those areas 
where you can think about what, what makes you feel safe, but it's not until you write it down that you can have some interesting realizations about whether it's a positive safe or a negative safe. Huh. Negative safe. That's a phrase that's probably never been uttered ever before. And um, accept that we aren't always going to feel safe. Like it's nice. It's nice to feel that way. But we're not always going to feel safe and secure. And um, risks need to be taken in all aspects of life. And creativity is certainly one of those. You know, maybe maybe you have to quit the job and live off your savings for a while in order to do the writing that you've wanted to do forever. Maybe you need to... And, you know, maybe not such a big risk. Maybe tiny risk. Maybe just sending something to a publisher. Because that's risk. That's we. It's not really risky. Because what do you have to lose? If the worst thing that could happen if you send something to a publisher is that they will ignore you and you won't get it published, which is exactly what's happening if you don't send the thing anyway. You're not getting published. Or, you know, insert whatever equivalent in your field here. So we're not always going to feel secure. We have to take some of those risks, but taking those risks and stepping out of the comfort zone is what helps us grow. And trust me, this this is very much a say do as I say, not necessarily as I do sort of situation because I have such a hard time stepping outside my comfort zone. I hate it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do things that make me uncomfortable. I don't want to do new things. I don't want to meet new people. <laughs> but I know I need to. Because that's how we figure out. That's how we become more safe and secure in ourselves. Ooh, boom. Drop the mic. Except I'm not going to because it was an expensive piece of equipment. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's I think that's it for this week um, go to Great Grand Projects our sponsor and HorizonCreativeStudio.com and check those out and uh, yeah it's okay to be an artist it's okay to create it's okay to be exactly as you are right now it's okay you're okay I'm okay we're all okay be safe now <laughs>